Sutra of the Heart of Transcendent Knowledge. Thus have I heard, once the Blessed One was dwelling in Rajagriha at Vulture Peak Mountain, together with a great gathering of the Sangha of monks and a great gathering of the Sangha of Bodhisattvas. At that time, the Blessed One entered the Samadhi that expresses the Dharma called Profound Illumination. And at the same time, Noble Avokiteshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, while practicing the profound Prajnaparamita, saw in this way. He saw the five skandhas to be empty of nature. Then, through the power of the Buddha, Venerable Shariputra said to Noble Avokiteshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, how should a son or daughter of noble family train who wishes to practice the profound Prajnaparamita? Addressed in this way, Noble Avokiteshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, said to Venerable Shariputra, O Shariputra, a son or daughter of noble family who wishes to practice the profound Prajnaparamita should see in this way, seeing the five skandhas to be empty of nature. Form is emptiness, emptiness also is form, emptiness is no other than form, form is no other than emptiness. In the same way, feeling, perception, formation, and consciousness are emptiness. Thus, Shariputra, all dharmas are emptiness. There are no characteristics. There is no birth and no cessation. There is no impurity and no purity. There is no decrease and no increase. Therefore, Shariputra, in emptiness there is no form, no feeling, no perception, no formation, no consciousness, no eye, no ear, no nose, no tongue, no body, no mind, no appearance, no sound, no smell, no taste, no touch, no dharmas, no eye datu, up to no mind datu, no datu of dharmas, mind consciousness datu, no ignorance, no end of ignorance, up to no old age and death, no end of old age and death, no suffering, no origin of suffering, no cessation of suffering, no path, no wisdom, no attainment, and no non-attainment. Therefore, Shariputra, since the Bodhisattvas have no attainment, they abide by means of Prajnaparamita. Since there is no obscuration of mind, they have no fear. They transcend falsity and acclaim complete nirvana. All the Buddhas of the three times by means of Prajnaparamita fully awaken to unsurpassable, true, complete enlightenment. Therefore, the great mantra of Prajnaparamita, the mantra of great insight, the unsurpassed mantra, the unequaled mantra, the mantra that calms all suffering should be known as truth since there is no deception. The Prajnaparamita mantra is said in this way, Te Aka Om Gate Gate Paragate Parasangate Bodhisoha Thus, Shariputra, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, should train the profound Prajnaparamita. Then the Blessed One arose from that Samadhi and praised Noble Avokateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, saying, Good, good, O son of noble family, thus it is, O son of noble family, thus it is. One should practice the profound Prajnaparamita just as you have taught, and all the Tathagatas will rejoice. When the Blessed One had said this, Venerable Shariputra and Noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, that whole assembly in the world with its gods, humans, asuras, and Gandharvas, rejoiced and praised the words of the Blessed One.
section of the great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment and we've already gone over the homage or the prologue section uh, previously or the expression of worship um, and in that we uh, saw that uh, J. Rinpoche or Lama Tsongkhapa pays homage to uh, his root guru or to the teacher Manjushri uh, and then to Shakyamuni Buddha uh, uh, and then to the great trailblazers of uh, the master um, Asanga and master Nagarjuna, then pays uh, um, respect to Atisha uh, and the various other masters um, who have given explanation on the stages of the path uh, to him or in the past. Uh, so this expression of worship or homage in the prologue section does just that. It, it pays uh, respect to uh, the lineage holders from which this teaching uh, arose. So we've already gone over that. Um, and then the next section, after the expression of worship or the homage section, uh, there are the preliminary instructions. Um, so uh, we are going to begin uh, with the preliminary instructions section. <laughs> Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then in the section that's uh, of the great treatise on the stages of the path to enlightenment by Lama Tsongkhapa uh, that is called the preliminary instruction section, uh, uh, there are four specific points um, uh, that um, Lama Tsongkhapa makes about this type of teaching or the teachings on the stages of the path to enlightenment. Um, and the uh, lamp for the path to enlightenment um, by Lord Atisha is truly the root text to this, whereas this is great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment um, by Lama Tsongkhapa is a commentary um, on that root text, the lamp for the path to enlightenment. So here, um, uh, Lama Tsongkhapa first states the, the points that will be made and uh, what this will, will contain. Uh, so uh, he first states that it contains the key points of all the conquerors uh, scriptures. So if we look at the lamp for the path to enlightenment, we'll see that it contains all of the teachings on Sutrayana, on Tantrayana, all of the teachings uh, for the lesser vehicle uh, uh, and great vehicle. Uh, so we'll find that all of the teachings that Buddha ever gave are summarized or condensed into the text which is called the lamp for the path to enlightenment. So uh, it's the reason uh, there is this first point is that it does contain the key points of all the conqueror's scriptures, meaning there is nothing left out. All of the main points of the all of the main points of the conqueror's scriptures are contained within it. So it's stated that not only the main parts of the conqueror's scriptures are contained within it are summarized. It states that the paths uh, forged by the trailblazers of Arya Nasanga uh, and uh, Nagarjuna are contained within it too. So the um, um, unmistaken path or the path with, without error that the trailblazers, uh, which refers to uh, again the great master Nagarjuna and the great master Asanga um, forged, can be found in, in this summarized expression called the lamp for the path to enlightenment. So. Um, all of the stages of the path as explained by those great Indian masters are also contained uh, within this text. Um, and then third, it says, are the system for the supreme uh, beings progressing to the state of omniscience? And the meaning of this is that this uh, uh, teaching will show the stages of the path which lead to the ultimate position of Buddhahood, uh, which is uh, a state of omniscience, uh, a Buddha. Um, has the all-knowing mind or the mind of omniscience. Uh, so because um, uh, the, um, uh, this is its contents, we can say that it is a great vehicle text um, because it contains the stages of the path which lead one to complete Buddhahood. 
which uh, has along with it omniscience. Uh, so fourth is that it fully comprises all the sages' practice for the three types of beings. Um, so uh, it contains the teachings uh, uh, for beings of small capacity, which show how one uh, is led uh, through those uh, teachings uh, to the higher realms of rebirth. So the, the, uh, those are called the teachings shared in common with beings of small capacity. Um, and those teachings are the stages of the path which lead one to those higher realms. Um, and then also taught the medium scope teachings or teachings shared in common with beings of medium capacity, which would fall into the category of the lesser vehicle or Hinayana. Um, so all of those paths are explained. And then the teachings for beings of great capacity or the Mahayana is explained. So here these four points are that within the great uh, uh, text called the Lamp of the Path to Enlightenment by Lord Atisha, um, all of the points of Buddhism can be found. Um, so these four points uh, um, are used to express that uh, greatness of the text that this larger text is a commentary on, whereas Atisha's text is a very summarized form. <laughs> Uh uh, here, um, the next part um, um, shows the two different uh, ways um, um, that the teaching can be explained relative to the teacher and the student. Um, and first, uh, the Lalanda masters um, used the, the teachings of the three purities to um, uh, explain the teaching. First, the purity of the speech of the master, uh, the purity of the mind of the disciple, and uh, the purity of the teaching to be explained. So the Nalanda um, masters use this particular format uh, for explaining a teaching. And the, the Vikrama Shila, uh, um, uh, which was a, a different um, monastic uh, university, uh, used uh, um, uh, uh, three topics in order to explain how uh, a teaching should be explained and how the students should be present. And the topics are as follows. The uh, um, three topics. The greatness of the author of the teaching, the greatness of the, the, the teaching itself, and how one should uh, explain and listen uh, to the teaching. Um, so here, um, and I think maybe perhaps last week it was uh, I said incorrectly, um, uh, here um, Jay Rinpoche is going to uh, use this according to the Vikramalashila um, explanation that begins with the greatness of the author, uh, um, uh, the greatness, I'm sorry, uh, begins with the greatness of the author, 
of the teaching, the greatness of the teaching, and how should one explain and listen to the, the teaching. Um, and then there's a fourth uh, category that shows how to lead uh, students with the actual instruction, or how to lead students through the stages of the path <coughs> that are contained within these uh, other um, areas of the, the, the teaching. Um, so how one actually implements them, or how one uh, uh, actually leads one to implement them uh, more literally. Uh, so uh, he's going to um, rely on the Vikramalashila way of explaining. so then it says this explanation of the stages of the path to enlightenment has four parts. It says uh, showing the greatness of the teaching's author in order to establish its noble origin. Uh, and then two, showing the greatness of the teaching in order to engender respect uh, um, for uh, the teaching. And then three, how to listen to um, and to explain the teachings. Um, and then four, how to lead students with the actual instructions. So here, uh, how to lead students means how to lead students through the stages of the path uh, for beings of small capacity, uh, how to uh, bring students through the stages of the path for beings of uh, medium capacity, and how to bring students through the stages of the path for being beings of uh, great capacity. So this, uh, the, the three we find in the Vikram Malashila, and then the fourth is uh, the actual instructions <coughs> of the state, the stage of the path for those three types of beings, uh, because this is a commentary on Atisha's text, so the fourth category is referring to uh, the contents of the commentary on uh, the stages of the path to enlightenment. So the actual instructions refer to those three capacities. Those are what the actual instructions refer to. What the Shantu so it says, uh, 
um, showing uh, the, the greatness of the teaching's author in order to establish that it is of noble origin. So um, the noble origin is referring to that Atisha is from India and that the Buddha's birthplace, um, Buddha's, um, it's not kind then, it was, well, Buddha's from India and the teachings Buddha gave were in India. So that its noble origin means that it is from uh, the Indian master's uh, teachings, first starting with the Buddha, um, um, and then Nalanda Monastery was formed and many a great Indian pandits and masters were uh, um, established there uh, because it was in the land of where the Buddha was. Um, so the greatness of the teachings author um, just shows that the, uh, the greatness of the Indian origin and that Atisha is from the Indian uh, um, uh, origin. So Atisha is from India. Uh, so the greatness of the teachings author, um, that it includes these, the authors are also these masters, uh, and that it's of no, noble origin. But then as we tell us, the Abhishekar is accompanied, built up the company, then turn about his double monitors. So it's uh, as uh, um, if there are, uh, if so, there is a company that sells items. Um, and uh, um, uh, this is saying that in some way that this company sells the most excellent items that are obtainable. So this is a company that sell. This is engendering respect by showing the greatness of the quality of the items that are being sold. If we were to look at it uh, from a, a business perspective. ตาเนี่ยบัดดังละกบัดจิบิชุจิชวาเสตะตะมารบะชุจิชวาสตะชุกเพนมารบะจิบิชุงุจุกเพนดิงกิเพนจิบิชิบิชุกเพนตะยา
we compare the Dharma uh, to medicine. So, for instance, the teachings for beings of small capacity is a medicine. The teaching for beings of medium capacity is a medicine. And the teachings for beings of great capacity is a medicine. So, here, uh, uh, if we looked at it in, uh, relative to an illness and a doctor, if a doctor had a medicine that really worked, um, then uh, people would have respect for it. People would like that. So here it's showing that the medicine, which here in this case is the Dharma, uh, really truly works. Uh, so this allows one to uh, get, uh, it says, uh, um, engender respect for the instructions by recognizing uh, what they will do. What the children need on the parents need on them, but children don't have to be able to do it. Chuchichawanidan ニョモマイエンバ。ニョモマイエンバ。ニョモマイエンバ。ニョモマイエンバ。ニョモマイエンバ。ニョモマイエンバ。ニョモマイエンバ。ニョモマイエンバ。ニョモマイエンバ。
so those are the three we find in Arya Deva's 400 verses. And then uh, it, from the side of the teacher, the teacher should have a positive motivation that is free from affliction. So an unafflicted motivation for giving this, the teaching. So um, uh, later on in the text we find uh, uh, more explanations relative to these topics, but that summarizes what is meant um, in there about how to listen to and explain uh, the teachings um, from this, and listen from the side of the student and to how to teach from the side of the teacher. Uh, <coughs> Uh, so, the next is how to lead the students with the actual instructions. Um, so here, this refers to the instructions that are contained within Atisha's root text, the lamp for the path to enlightenment, which are the instructions, which are the stages of the path for beings of three capacities. The stages of the path for beings of small capacity, which refer to those teachings that show how one can be born into the higher realms of the gods, humans, uh, and demigods, and the practices contained within the teachings for beings of sw small capacity refer to the ethics, which are the abandonment of the ten non-virtuous activities, refuge in the three jewels of the Buddha, Dharma, and Sangha, and acknowledgement of one's downfalls or confession. So this is what is referred to the teachings for beings of, media, uh, of small capacity, um, and those are the instructions for that type of being. So that is contained in here as it is uh, contained or pronounced within Atisha's text. The next refers to the teachings for beings of medium capacity, and we just extensively went over um, all of those in the medium uh, scope section of the Great Treatise on the Stage of the Path to Enlightenment, where first uh, we saw the category of um, how to actually um, ascertain the determination to be free um, or to achieve the desire to definitely emerge. Um, and then we learned uh, the measure of one's desire to definitely emerge or the, the measure of uh, one's uh, renunciation. So first is uh, how one uh, achieves renunciation or the desire to definitely emerge. Um, and then the measure of his or her renunciation or desire to definitely emerge. Um, and then the next section is dispelling misconceptions or eradicating uh, wrong uh, views. Uh, and then the next section after that is um, um, in the, the stages actual engaging in the uh, stages of the path or the application of the, the practices um, uh, um, uh, um, 
uh, ascertaining the nature of the path leading to liberation is the literal. So uh, those uh, four um, uh, sections of the great treatise on the stages of the path were gone over quite extensively with the Four Noble Truths teaching. So that's what uh, is referred to uh, um, here uh, um, implicitly um, by, in the medium scope where the teachings uh, shared in common with beings of medium capacity. Um, and then the teachings for beings of great capacity are dealt with later on in the text uh, where we find the explanation of the mind that aspires to enlightenment um, and then the practice of the six perfections. Um, so uh, all of those stages of the path for beings of small, medium, and great capacity are contained within this text um, and the stages uh, are summarized uh, um, as just explained. So we've gone over this so many times, and I think that this has created a stability of, of understanding around these topics uh, in our minds. So now we'll go, go ahead. Uh, now we can... Uh, uh, know what that means, and now we will go ahead with the text. <laughs> uh, and also, just to let everyone know uh, who was here last week, there was an error uh, in the lineage that's just kind of snowballed and uh, won't is going to be corrected right now. Uh, but uh, from both both sides, <laughs> the error. Um, and in the English, it's easy to find, to make the error the way it reads, and once we get into it, uh, it will make more sense to everybody. So here uh, at the beginning, uh, we're, we're beginning with the greatness of the teachings author. It says, these teachings in general are, are those of the ornament for clear knowledge or clear realization. Uh, that refers to Machaya's Abhisama Alamkara. So the contents of this are in general those found in the Abhisama Alamkara. And it says, uh, composed by Venerable Machaya. In particular, the text for this work is Atisha's Lamp for the Path to Enlightenment. Um, hence, the very author of The Lamp for the Path to Enlightenment is also the author of this work. For Lam so Lama Tsongkhapa is saying that all of the information that's contained within this great treatise on the stages of the path to enlightenment is already contained in the lamp uh, for the path to enlightenment by Lord Atisha. So it's fine or sufficient to just say that Lord Atisha actually wrote this book because it doesn't deviate from any of his instructions. So uh, Lama Tsongkhapa is saying it's fine uh, to just say that uh, Lord Atisha wrote this, uh, not myself. Why, I tell you, 
so the other <coughs> by which the great master Dipamkara Sri Yana is widely renowned is the glorious Atisha. So Dipamkara uh, refers to uh, a, a torch. Uh, that word dipam kara, Rinpoche says, if we look at it, um, uh, it it's like a, a torch or a lamp. Um, and uh, Rinpoche said before, it wasn't electricity and batteries. They carried a big stick uh, with fire on it um, to be able to see, to illuminate. Um, so within uh, uh, Atisha's name, Dipamkara, we find the, the word for torch or, or lantern, maybe even... Uh, so. And we know him as Lesser. <laughs> um, now when we get to the section on Lord uh, Tisha, it's broken down into various categories. First, how he took birth into an excellent lineage or a noble lineage. Um, uh, and then the second is uh, how upon that basis he gained good qualities. Um, and then the third is having gained those qu good qualities, uh, what he did to spread the teachings or to uh, um, benefit others with the teachings, Rinpoche said. So what he did to uh, um, benefit others with those teachings that uh, uh, um, uh, would, uh, are, are what his good qualities are. So it says uh, um, how, how he, upon that basis, he gained good qualities and then what he did with those good qualities. And the good qualities were the, the Dharma. Um, so, and then it'll go into more detail, detail uh, later on uh, in these explanations. But uh, the first refers to how he took uh, rebirth in an excellent or noble lineage. That rebirth is a very good thing. It's 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 a very good thing.
So here the low tsa wa the da che the low zambling tsa so here, uh, how he took rebirth in uh, excellent lineage, we find a quote from Natsu, uh, the great translator. Um, and uh, uh, Natsu was responsible uh, during the time of, of translation where the texts were being brought from um, India uh, um, into Tibet, uh, there were various translators. Um, and we find two lineages of translators uh, who brought the Madhyamika Avatara. Uh, first is uh, Baso, 
who brought the Madhyamika Avatara um, into the Tibetan language. Um, and then the second um, is referring to uh, not, not so. And Natsu Lotsawa and Natsu Lotsawa. So Batsu Lotsawa and Natsu Lotsawa both um, um, brought Chandrakirti's commentary on the Muya Madhyamika Karika, the entrance to the middle way into the Tibetan language. And it's said that Natsu Lotsawa's um, translations of it were much uh, more stable. So Jay Rinpoche has said that in the past, and then here he quotes Natsu Lotsawa uh, because uh, um, the great translator had um, um, a connection in some way to Lord Atisha and felt reverence to him. So Natsu Lotsawa um, um, wrote this uh, about Lord Atisha's um, lineage or about the history, history uh, behind uh, Lord Atisha. So um, first it says, in the excellent land of uh, Zahor, Bengal in the east, uh, in a great city, Vikram uh, Manipura. Uh, so here in uh, the eastern uh, city, east of India, uh, in Bengal, um, there was a capital, uh, a great city, Rinpoche said is like the capital of the uh, Bengal, uh, called Vikramanipura. Uh, in its center is a royal residence, a palace extremely vast, called the Golden Banner. So the name of the palace were, uh, was the Golden Banner, its resources, might, and fortune were like that of the Eastern Emperor of China. So uh, the, the, this kingdom uh, was very, very rich um, and was compared to the Eastern Emperor of China because at that time that was, uh, the Eastern Emperor of China was uh, very wealthy and was said to uh, have uh, um, a thousand medicinal elephants. Um, and there's a specific uh, elephant that has this medicinal substance that one can retrieve from the elephant. Uh, and it's ex very, very rare, and to have one, it's almost impossible to find. Um, uh, but this particular king had 1,000 of these uh, rare elephants. So this is showing um, how uh, rich uh, uh, this particular king was. Um, so that, that's what is meant there. Um, and that's everything. That's everything. Decent. Shantu <coughs> Okay, 
Uh, now we have, this is a text which shows the more history, of, this is actually the prayer text, but it has many different in it, and it, it, this shows the kind of his, more historical facts about Lord Atisha within it, and it says that uh, uh, Lord Atisha uh, was born in Bengal in the east uh, of great lineage, and it shows that he's in the great lineage of the Bodhisattva, uh, because uh, if we look at his family tree, uh, or family tree would be really literal, uh, or lineage or family tree, we would find that he's from the same family as uh, Shanamashita, uh, the great master, Indian master. So uh, there's another point about his uh, um, excellent lineage that he's uh, in the same familial lineage as Shandarashita. <laughs> Uh, oh, when I was smaller, I memorized all of this and forgot so much of it. Yeah. So I, we would have to memorize these. <coughs> the teacher would every day would a test on the memorization of it. And before, you know, oh, it didn't not no. uh, Oh. So this is something that as a child we would recite um, um, as a prayer uh, with just the recitation, not the meaning, just the recitation of the words. Uh, so what we find in here is similar to what we find in there. ตันดาเซอปุดูเนเปจมาบดาสยาตาตะเนยุติจาบกวาเปสจาบกวาเปสซุมเปมาเวเซเจเนยุนิลาเซซุงมาสเนอะติชาเกพาดามาร์เบล
was the name of the king. Um, and then the name of the queen was Sri Prabha. Um, in the Tibetan, uh, her name was uh, Peme Uzechen. Um, and they had three sons, Padmagarbha, Chandagarbha, and Srigarbha. Uh, so they, they had uh, uh, three sons, Mui Nimpo, Dai Nimpo, and Pelji Nimpo. Okay? It should read for more ease, his eldest son, Prince Padmagarbha, had five wives and nine sons, <coughs> and is a great scholar of our time, known as uh, Dana Shri. Uh, his eldest son, Prince Padmagarbha, had five queens and nine sons, uh, is a great scholar of our time, known as Dana Shri. Uh, so this is Tisha's brother. So the oldest, uh, oldest, Tisha's oldest brother, or the eldest son, whose name uh, is Padmagarbha, um, uh, had five wives and nine, nine sons. Um, then it says, uh, and he was known as Dana Shri. Uh, uh, so then the youngest, uh, so, so his name um, in the, the Tibetan is Muin Nimpo. Uh, and then uh, um, uh, Pelji Nimpo, which is the youngest son, uh, and here uh, Sri Garba um, uh, is known as the monk Virakanda. Um, so the the uh, Atisha's oldest brother um, and the oldest son became a great scholar and was a householder and obviously became a king uh, because there, it says he had five queens. Uh, so he eventually became a, a king and became a great scholar, uh, but was considered a householder. Uh, the, uh, the youngest son of all, Sri, Sri Garba, uh, uh, who is known as Virachanda, or also Bharatsana, uh, we see uh, the name uh, translated sometimes as, uh, uh, became a fully ordained monk. And then the middle son, Chandra Garba, who is Atisha, uh, is our present venerable guru, Atisha. So uh, the, the middle son, who is uh, uh, called Dawi Nimpo, uh, is uh, Atisha. Uh, so uh, here, uh, the, the king had Kalyana Shri uh, and Queen Shri Prabha had three sons. Uh, the eldest son became a great scholar, had five queens and uh, nine sons. Uh, the youngest uh, son uh, became a fully ordained monk and is known as Beritsana. And the middle son is Atisha, Chandragarbha. Uh, so that's clarification of the lineage. Uh, so you can, the cassette jago. Yeah, yeah. Big <laughs> This way. So that his eldest son, Prince Padmagarbha, it should be up there. Uh, it's. Um, <laughs> That to be in the 
So it says, uh, how knowing many texts he gained the good qualities of scriptural knowledge. So uh, first, uh, um, before that actually, it says, this falls into a category uh, under which is how upon that basis he gained the good qualities. So how upon the basis of the rebirth of, of excellent lineage, so from, from that basis, how he gained his excellent qualities. And then there's two parts. First, how he gained the excellent qualities of scriptural knowledge, uh, um, or the scriptural doctrine. Um, and then the second is how he gained, uh, through practicing, the good qualities of realizational knowledge, um, so the scriptural and realizational doctrine. So how, how Atisha um, gained these good qualities relative to both of those. And then it begins with how he gained the good qualities of scriptural knowledge, and then we find another quote from Natsos, uh, 80 praise, uh, verses of praise, uh, the same one that was just quoted. Uh, it says, at the age of 21, he had mastered the 64 arts in, uh, within the different parts, uh, the archery um, and uh, different types of art uh, and, and drawing uh, and so forth. So there's 64 uh, categories of different arts that he learned. Um, and then it said all forms of crafts. That should actually be construction uh, because Rinpoche said that refers to building things, building houses, constructing uh, things. So uh, all forms of crafts. Uh, that is a craft, um, but it's specifically construction. Um, and then it says the Sanskrit language and all philosophy. All philosophy here is uh, somewhat loose because it says valid cognition um, in the Tibetan, which refers specifically to the Pramanavartika Karika, uh, Dharmakirti's uh, um, um, commentary on Dignaga's uh, uh, um, text called Valid Cognition. So the commentary or the compendium, uh, the commentary to the compendium of valid cognition, 
so it says Sema here. Uh, here it's translated as philosophy, but Sema is really valid cognition and is referring to that category of teachings on valid cognition. Uh, then it says, as it states here, by the time he was 21, he had become a full-fledged scholar after training in the topics of knowledge common to Buddhist and non-Buddhist. The four knowledges of grammar, so <coughs> referring to language and the, uh, the grammar, uh, and language and use of language. The second, uh, and here grammar, uh, we'd be speaking of Sanskrit um, uh, in this context. And then it says logic, so correct signs, the use of correct signs. Uh, the crafts, here again, construction, referring to how to build things, how to construct houses. Uh, and medicine, so uh, um, um, medicine referring to the different types of medicines and so forth that are able to cure different types of, of illnesses. So by the age of 21, he had uh, already become a full-fledged scholar and renowned and, and famous for all of these categories of learning. So then it says, uh, more specifically, the great Drolumpa, or Grolumpa, uh, parenthesized, said that at the age of 15, after hearing uh, one time uh, Dharmakirti's drop of reasoning, uh, Atisha debated with a famous scholar, a non-Buddhist logician, and defeated him, whereupon, whereby his fame spread everywhere. So, uh, Dharmakirti wrote seven different treatises. Uh, one of them is called the uh, com Commentary on the, the Compendium to Valid Cognition, uh, uh, Commentary on Dignaga's Text, uh, and then this other text, Drop of Le Reasoning, falls into the category of those texts by Dharmakirti. Uh, so there are seven uh, treatises, uh, and one of them, which is a very abbreviated treatise, is called the Drop of Reasoning. Um, so uh, Tisha, after hearing it once, was able to, be, because he understood it in complete, use it and debate a non-Buddhist scholar uh, and defeat him. And this non-Buddhist scholar was quite famous, um, so then uh, Atisha became, uh, his fame began to spread everywhere, uh, because of defeating this non this famous non Buddhist logician at such a young age. What the Damagadig Saman non Dinji, non Nage, the teachers, which the Nature, the density of Jujan Kubas, and then what the Jigge Saman did use over Saman did you? What the non Retis at Indore? What the Retis that touches and be Rojama with you, and then should be Kabadozo, Pomadze, and what the name is also. So then, uh, Dharmakirti had seven specific treatises. Uh, the analysis of relations, 
Ascertainment of Valid Cognition, Commentary on Dignata's, Dignaga's Compendium of Valid Cognition, The Drop of Reasonings, The Drop of Reasons, Proof of Other Continuums, and Reason for Debate. Uh, so these are the seven treatises that uh, um, the great master uh, Dharmakirti um, uh, wrote, and uh, um, the drop of reasoning that's quote, shown here falls categorically um, under one of those. Um, so just to cite where that's from. So those are the seven treatises of Dharmakirti, the, the Dun Lapsak, uh, so by just uh, studying and hearing once this uh, drop of reasoning by Dharmakirti, Atisha debated a very famous non-Buddhist scholar and was able to negate uh, uh, him, his views and win the debate and then Atisha's fame spread everywhere because of this uh, event. Beautiful so here there are more qualities that are, are given um, in this that show uh, the greatness of uh, Okay, so first, uh, the, we'll go through them each. I want to make sure we really get this. So, first of all, he had great love for his parents. Great love for his parents. And his form, his, form, uh, his body uh, was very beautiful. Uh, he was very attractive. Uh, and he had great wisdom. And great compassion. And his mind, his continuum was not. Uh, his, his continuum was not sullied and was uh, intelligent. And was a, a, a scholar of the methods, methods, and had great courage. Uh -huh. So here then it says he became a scholar of the worldly 
Jeet uh, Den, um, uh, the worldly things, uh, the worldly uh, activities, all worldly activities, uh, uh, and became a scholar of all worldly activities. Then it was. Uh, so the, the, the how to construction, he knew how to construct things, the jie. Uh -huh. He became a scholar of construction, of, of medicines, all of the different gun he understood all of the different lineages so non non Buddhist all all the different lineages so we find all these qualities of Lord Atisha in the the text here what things are that the name management what does it Lanichaman <laughs> Lamma,ラオラゴタ。ラマ、ラオゴタラテのオンヨンソトバシシン。アネ、サンチェンイシンサンユドジェ、シェシャワタテ。ゴンロニョゴツンジェラ、モドニョベラマトミンシンガ、
prophecies from Vajradakini. Um, so then uh, Rahula Gupta gave a secret tantric name to Lord Atisha, uh, and it was called Yana Guya Vajra. Uh, so this then became Atisha's secret tantric name uh, that he was given um, by uh, the glorious or the, the great master Rahula Gupta. Um, and he says, uh, by training through his 29th year in the Vajrayana with many gurus who had achieved spiritual attainments, he became skilled in all the tantric texts and instructions. So he uh, um, became a very learned scholar. Um, and then the thought occurred to him, I alone am skilled in the mantra vehicle. So he began to have a, a bit of pride that uh, 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 began to occur uh, for a moment um, because he realized that he was, knew all of the text and was so skilled. And then it said his pride was subdued by Dakinis in a dream showing him many volumes of mantra path that he had not seen before. He then had a, a dream uh, where uh, all of these tantric texts that he had no uh, prior understanding of were still available and out there. And at the moment he realized that there was still learning, there were still texts that he had not ascertained, the pride was lessened. Um, so uh, within his story, by the age of 29, he had been become such skilled and uh, so knowledgeable about the Vajrayana from going to various different gurus uh, that he believed uh, for a moment that he was the only one who held this vehicle um, and then he, because he, he held all of these instructions um, and then had this vision that sub subdued his uh, 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 pride when he realized that there was more to learn, there was more Tantra volumes that he did not uh, um, see. ตาตนมารอดุชุนกุเลดมารอดุชุตาบาตาบาเจวะเรสมารอดุชุนตาบาเจวะยุเซนตะกาเจวะรอดุชุนกุยุเซนกาเรสนาเตเนลามาตันเ
So, here it says, uh, Then his gurus and chosen deities, either in person or in dreams, urged him to become a monk, saying that if he did so, it would benefit vastly the teaching in many beings. Uh, so, all of his gurus and deities, whether uh, in person or in dreams, were urging him and saying that it would be beneficial to the teachings if you became a fully ordained monk. Um, Upon their urging, he became a monk and received ordination from an ad abbot who had attained a meditative concentration in which he engaged in reality from one perspective, uh, having reached the path of preparation. This abbot was a, a Mahasamgika elder, a great upholder of the texts on disciplines called uh, Silara uh, Ksita. And as it states in Natsu's 80 verses, your abbot was renowned by all as having attained the path of preparation. Uh, furthermore, Atisha was given the name of Sri Dipankara uh, Sri Yana. Um, so um, here um, we find that uh, Atisha, after being urged to do so by in visions and in person, uh, became a fully ordained monk and was ordained by a, a master who had uh, great realizations um, um, and had realized the meditative concentration. Uh, from one perspective, um, and the meaning of this is that he was a holder of the Great Exposition School view. Um, and the Great Exposition School view, um, yeah, that's not, uh, the Great Exposition School view uh, has 18 subschools. Um, and if you are to uh, take those 18 subschools and try to condense them, you can condense them into uh, uh, four, four schools. Um, I think we have this here: the Mahasamgikas and the Sthiviras. I think that's the only one that's two, though. Oh, I see that branches into. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to 
I'm not going to be able to do this person. Uh, I want to really do this exactly. ペジティビ、ペジティビ、ペジティビ、ペジティビ、ペジティビ、ペジティビ、ペジティビ、ペジティビ、ペジティビ、ペジティビ、ペジティビ、ペジティビ、ペジティビ、ペジティビ、ペ
the Mahasamgika's perspective of the absence of uh, truth in the object and the object possessor. Uh, and the, path, the, high, the fourth level of the path of preparation was achieved by that master. Um, so, then I think so. Yes, ただ、シャダマタイデジガナネ、ケニペシデビ、タバトスナヨアレス。ラセ。あの、コンタバロドシュンケンケンボテ、シャララチタレス。ラセ。コンジュナバインバテ、サマルタバレス。サメコン
Um, and then it says that uh, he's the one that ordained Atisha. And, uh, um, and then in Natsos 80 verses of praise, it uh, validates it by saying, uh, your abbot was renowned by all as having attained the path of preparation. And then further, Atisha was given the name Sri uh, Dipamkara Jnana. Um, so then uh, Atisha became known by that name. Then until he was 31, Atisha trained in the higher and lower scriptural collections of Buddhist knowledge within the tradition of philosophy. In particular, at Uttan uh, Tapuri, he heard teachings for 12 years from the guru Dharma uh, Rashita on the great detailed explanation. Uh, through becoming very skilled in the texts of the four basic schools, he came to know, according to the different schools without confusion, in the finest details of behavior what should be uh, adopted and what should be avoided in such rules of monastic discipline as those regarding how to give and receive things, uh, such as food. So, uh, this text, let's see if it says it in the back, but this particular text is no longer uh, can be found uh, in the Tibetan language, uh, the text that's cited here. Uh, you can find the text in Chinese language, and there is a talk of bringing the text from the Chinese back into the Tibetan. <coughs> but there, it says, oh, here it is. The great systemization uh, used by Wabashka's <coughs> in three Chinese translations, but not in Tibetan. So we can't find this uh, um, in the Tibetan, this particular text, but it's one that is in Chinese and also in, in the Indian language. Uh, so uh, um, he studied for 12 years with the uh, guru Dharma, Dharma Rashita. And here it says lower scriptural, it says <coughs> lower scriptural collections. <coughs> the teachings of the different baskets of the Abhidharma um, and the Vinaya um, and, and the um, um, Sutra basket. And then specifically the teachings of the Prajnaparamita, the teachings of the Abhidharma Kosha and the teachings of the Madhyamika. Um, so all of these different teachings are what is, this is referring to when it says trained in the higher and lower scriptural collections, uh, referring to all of the, the collections and tenets brought, set forth by Buddha. Um, all of these were studied by Lord Atisha, um, and uh, um, uh, he became very uh, um, knowledgeable in all of these different philosophies. Pizza. So he's four or five pages, Rinpoche is seen of this text in Tibetan, but there's more, uh, maybe uh, 10 or 15 that aren't there. So uh, there, there's talk of this conversion. The Jaike Sum Yure. Ganjalo the Yure. The Jaike Sum Yure. In a Puke Yomari. What is the Jure? What the Rayego with the Naltes? Puke Jure of Jukju Janajindu. What the Naltes? And the Matjutu. So Roy showed it to him in Chinese, yeah. uh, his previously translator. And uh, it was 10 or 15 pages in, in Chinese, but it hasn't been converted yet into Tibetan. Uh, uh, 
So, uh, Atisha, if we look at uh, the 18 sub-schools of the Great Exposition School and all the contents and meaning, and we look at all of the contents of the different schools, uh, or the tenet systems, we'll find all of their meanings within the great detailed explanation. And Atisha became uh, very uh, well-learned in all the four basic schools of the Great Exposition, the Sutra School, the Mind-Only School, and the Middle Way School. So the four says here the four different schools without confusion, even the finest details of what behavior should be adopted and avoided, etc. So he uh, became renowned as no, one who knew all of this information. Mm. So if we look at the 18 uh, sub-schools of the Vabashka, the Great Exposition School, it can be divided into those four. Uh, I believe uh, the um, uh, Mahasangikas, the Shravastidans, the Vitra, Putriya, and the Hamivatas, I, I believe. Uh, I would look that up. Um, those, those four. So Atisha had great respect for all of these teachings contained uh, within here and all of the codes of, of ethical discipline that were presented within these texts. So uh, he became knowledgeable of all of the contents of the 18 schools that really can be condensed into four views. What <laughs> so then, uh, uh, through becoming very skilled in the text of the four basic schools, he came to know, according to the different schools, without confusion, even the finest, excuse me, finest details, or the most subtle details, uh, Atisha had no confusion about. Um, so the most subtle details of what behavior should be adopted and what should be avoided in such rules of monastic discipline as those regarding how to give and receive things such as food. So even the most subtle points about monastic discipline uh, were known by Atisha. Thus, through crossing over the ocean-like tenets of our own and other schools, he came to know accurately all the key points of the scriptural t uh, teaching. So this is showing uh, how he, he gained the scriptural doctrine, how he gained his... Uh, qualities, is excellent <coughs> qualities, and specifically the excellent qualities <coughs> relative to the scriptural doctrine, uh, that he became versed in all of the tenets of uh, Buddhist and non-Buddhist uh, tenets, and this is how he was able to uh, um, n come to know accurately, without error, all of the key points of the conqueror's scripture, uh, and specifically the scriptural <coughs> in this particular <coughs> 
so he became a great scholar of all the points. Uh, the points were sutra points, points, uh, points within the Madhyamaka, points within the uh, um, uh, Prajnaparamita or perfection of wisdom teachings. Uh, so the middle way teachings, the perfection of wisdom teachings, the uh, treasury um, of knowledge. Uh, um, teachings, or the treasury house of knowledge, or the Abhidharma Kosha teachings, um, the Vinaya teachings, um, uh, Guna Prabha's text on the um, Vinaya Sutra, um, and so, and, 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 and Tantra, then Tantrayana. Uh, so he became very learned in all of these different uh, sections of knowledge. So all of Buddhism, all of Buddhist uh, tenets. So when we look at the two categories that are going to be explained, how he gained his scriptural knowledge and then how he gained his realizational uh, knowledge, this falls categorically <coughs> under how he gained his scriptural knowledge. <coughs> So then next is how he gained his excellent qualities of uh, realizational knowledge or doctrine or experiential uh, knowledge. Uh, so in this text it shows uh, how uh, through the, the learning he um, um, studied all of these different tenets, the four main schools uh, that we can find within the Vabashika or Great Exposition System, um, and that he could have uh, become a king. Um, and he actually cast aside his uh, uh, worldly roles. Uh, he was very, came from a kingdom that was very rich, 
um, and he gave up all of these things uh, in order uh, to pursue uh, the, the uh, quest for knowledge and what knowledge he gained uh, in all, uh, was all the knowledge of all of the different subjects. So um, in the this texts, uh, this uh, other text that shows Atisha's life, it, it shows how he gave up his, his role, um, and his worldly role, um, and then began to study these scriptures and, and live his life according to the code uh, within the uh, um, Vinaya. So, um, when the, we look at the excellent qualities of uh, scriptural uh, knowledge, this refers to the knowledge of the uh, baskets. So, uh, scriptural knowledge, uh, or the scriptural doctrine, uh, refers to the, doc the uh, um, scripture of the Abhidharma basket, the scripture of the Banaya basket, and the scripture of the Sutra basket. So, um, he, uh, uh, knowledge of those three baskets um, is what uh, uh, is referred to as the scriptural knowledge. So, uh, one gains the uh, uh, gains this collection by relying on the three precious scriptural collections. It says here. So, um, uh, these are uh, what is listening to them and then explaining them would fall into the uh, scriptural doctrine. Or list these three baskets, listening to or explaining these three baskets. So, uh, if in the Abhidharma Kosha, it states that all of the um, doctrines uh, can be divided into two, the scriptural doctrine and realizational doctrine. So the scriptural doctrine refers to listening to uh, and then explaining the three baskets, the Abhidharma basket, the Vinaya basket, uh, and the... Um, Sutra basket, and then the explanations according to implicit and explicit meanings, and so forth. The realizational doctrine comes from 
uh, realization of the three highest higher trainings we've just explained. Uh, the highest higher training, that as we've explained previously many times, the highest higher training in ethics, the highest higher training in concentration, and the highest higher training in wisdom. So the realizational doctrine occurs through the practice or the implement, uh, 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 the application of the, the, the teachings that are given. Uh, so that is how the realizational doctrine uh, is achieved. So this is the difference uh, between the scriptural and realizational doctrine. Um, and Abhidharma uh, uh, Kosha, Rinpoche quoted, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be able to quote it exactly, uh, but says that all of the teachings can fall into these two categories, those that are scriptural and those that are realizational. Um, So the Buddhist truth is uh, really the uh, three baskets and the practice implementation or the practice of them through the three highest higher trainings. the time has has gone uh, the last um, part Rinpoche was speaking of the uh, the Buddhist truth um, and that the practice of these three highest higher trainings um, and, and then got into something that was going to take a little bit of time so we're going to table that to the next class uh, so I can look some of the words up um, in a dictionary so it can be clear um, and now we're going to end class and do the uh, final dedication prayers um, uh, so those of you who were la here last week, that's the correct um, lineage of Lord Atisha, uh, with, uh, without error. Fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure land. I dedicate whatever virtues I have collected for the benefit of the teachings in the, all sentient beings, and in particular for the essential teachings of Venerable Lozandrapa to shine forever. I send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious Guru. I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well. With whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors who traverse the three times, I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. 
in the heavenly realm of Tibet, surrounded by a chain of snow mountains, the source of all happiness and health for beings, is Tenzin Gyatso, Chen Resigan person. May his life be secure for hundreds of Kalpas. I pray for the long life of the precious Kenzi Wanda, upholder of scriptural and realizational doctrines, spiritual friend who trained extensively in the five great philosophical texts with exceptional wisdom and perseverance. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.